after we talked about it a little bit, have, you, have your thoughts changed or what are your thoughts on having Yeah, well, it definitely doesn't, you don't lose the human interaction completely. Like, you still have, like, those people delivering stuff. You still have, like, my fear is that I'm going to walk into a hotel and, like, there's not going to be a person there. Like, I love when you walk into a hotel, you're like, hey, like, how are you? Like, welcome. And then you get to go downstairs, like, and you're leaving, you're like, oh, like, where are you going today? Like, do you need, do you need any, like, advice of, like, what restaurant to go to, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's, imagine, like, walking, that's weird to walk into a hotel and no one's there and they're just, like, Connie or, like, someone, like, Amazon, like, um, Alexa just sitting there being like, hey, good morning. Like, that's really cool, but it's, like, it's a different experience. Yeah, you might, I mean... At the end of the day, though, you have to think, if that could save you, let's say, $20 on your room, is it worth it to you? And to some people, I don't think it will be. Like, I think even with all these devices, there still will be the bed and breakfasts where someone completely takes care of you throughout your entire stay. But at the end of the day, if you can save $20 a night on your hotel and you get to do all these things seamlessly, I think it might make sense for a lot of people. Yeah, I guess it depends on your purpose. A lot of people travel and they stay at hotels for the night for meeting for business-wise. Or people go for like with their families to stay at resorts. Like it depends what your purpose is. If you're just in and out, mm -hmm. that's different than spending like your your whole family there, spending the time there. Yeah. And also like all of hospitality is about making experience and keeping experiences, and like that's really important. That's a huge thing people yeah. want to get out of their trips. And another way I look at it too is that if you're taking care of all the things that can be replaced by voice, it allows people who do work in hospitality to do more of the things that actually matter. You know, if we're able to replace someone having to go from their room to the front desk to ask for a towel, it allows the person at the front desk to do so much more. Yeah, definitely, like, definitely is more productive. That's what I was saying about having, like, someone, like, a robot or something there that could just answer, like, those petty questions when then, instead of waiting on a long line, the person there at the front desk could actually help someone that needs, like, more further assistance. Sure. I think that's how the hotels are going to do it, is rather than having the guy sit behind the desk because he has to be there, his job is to walk around and make sure that everybody's having a, an awesome experience. He's there to, to go by the pool and say hi to people and give them a drink or help them out, yeah. just interact with the guests. Because there was an example in the book, The Fourth Revolution, of a totally automated restaurant where there are robots behind the counter, they serve the food, and everything's automated. There's too much variability in what just the unexpected for us to be able to code for. Like machine learning can yeah. take care of a lot of um, predictions and, and acting on that but to account for literally every single thing that could possibly happen, especially in emergency cases, like someone's choking and they need a defibrillator. Like we need humans in there to do that. Yeah. We can't have a, it would be too hard to program or too expensive to program a robot to do that. There's things that humans and computers are fundamentally better at than each other. Yeah, like right true. now AI can recognize cats, uh, cannot beat four-year-olds in recognizing what cats are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's a percent accuracy it has, but four-year-olds are like 90% and AI is like 40 or something. Hmm. So it's like, it's... So you, you think there'll just be certain things that it will take AI an extreme amount of time to get over the learning curve for? I think so that it will never really... I think that it will maybe in a um, hundred years, but like it will be the equivalent of a human brain, but I believe that human humans and AI are fundamentally different. They're good at fundamentally different things. Computers are great at math. They're great at algorithms. text editing, algorithms, things like that. Mm -hmm. But they're not good at love. They're not good at like all those other things. Like Peter Thiel talks about it a lot in his book. Zero Which to is one. like, you know, what is it, the hierarchy of needs? Like all of those emotions and stuff, like that's, that you can't get that from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and in hospitality where you're saying that's such a critical element, I'm, I'm, I really want to see how that plays out. Just, could be a rabbit hole. Just fair warning.
But to jump in. What will be computers' emotions like? What will they share with us that makes us like take a step back and realize what's going on? Like when you're on your computer and it says like you've had me on all day, can you please turn me off for an hour? And then you're like, oh wait, this whole time computers have felt pain when I kept them on all day, or like something like that. When we realize mm -hmm. like, okay, well if it's thinking for itself and it has these thoughts, like what are the other thoughts? Like even asking my Google Home sometimes, it, I ask it questions and I'm really uncomfortable with the answer. Where I'm like, are you perfect? And it says, no, but I'm going to be. Or something like that. Do you like where talk to it like it's a person? I literally talk to my Google Home <laughs> as if it's my best friend and like half the time it doesn't have an answer for me, but sometimes I'll just ask a random question and there's a pre-prepared answer that is just absurd. So you said half the time they don't have an answer for you, do you think eventually there's always going to be an answer? Yeah. I think, How we, long? I think we're the equivalent, and I've said this in past videos, of those dinosaur massive phones that people used to carry around. Yeah, they're great. When we have the iPhone, it's not going to be a, unable to answer an easy question that it could have pulled the info off Google. But we're still at that point where sometimes you ask things that it doesn't pick up.